We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got we got Fall Ethan. That's right. A fucking rocket turtleneck. You look sharp. You look sharp. No, I like it. You look like you look like a teacher or a university professor. Thank you. No, yeah, Ethan, uh-huh. Ethan is like my wife, Toddy, and my sister-in-law, Kayla. They're always chilly. They're always wearing long sleeves. Blankets. You, lo- you lose a lot of heat in the neck. That's a very specific reference. Jeremy will get it. <laughs> Shout out to brother Jeremy. Yep. You know who doesn't? Uh, uh-huh. That's all right. <laughs> have, have you, if you had listened to me, Matt, all the times I told you to watch Letter Kenny. Oh yeah. Oh wait, Kyle, you have watched Letter Kenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember this now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. maybe I yeah. did watch Letter Kenny and decided not to wear a turtleneck. <laughs> maybe I wanted to wear a shirt for you instead. I'm just saying the 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 reference of of you lose a lot of heat in the turtle. Uh, you lose a lot of heat in the neck. <laughs> that that line specifically is a Letter Kenny reference. So good. Yeah. So. I was I was just asking Toddy the other day. I was like, I wonder if they're coming back because they usually come back like either around Thanksgiving or Christmas for. Uh, oh yeah, I feel like I haven't seen an announcement. That's a good question. I don't know. All I know is I missed them touring live in. Uh, um, they were either in Raleigh or or Charlotte when we were in mm-hmm. Mexico in April. I think they like sell those out really quickly. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they're mm-hmm. hilarious. So. Yeah, so good. Did you watch Shorzy? Did we talk about that? Uh, Toddy did when she got COVID. Okay, Jersey was awesome too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten to it yet. Maybe yeah. I will. My uh, yeah. upcoming paternity leave. Oh yeah, right. Holy shit, that's coming up really soon. About six weeks. Seven, mm. Six, seven weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, I feel so bad. <laughs> we feel bad about Matt. You're wearing a great shirt. So I said earlier, I wore a shirt especially for you. Oh, what did you guys like put a bet on it? Here, pointing the camera down. Like, oh, I saw it. I saw it a couple minutes ago. We were just in the middle of conversation, so I didn't acknowledge notice? it. Yeah, did you notice? <laughs> Matt, Matt's sitting there like Stella does, like when when she's like, "Dada, look at me! Like, look at me! Look at me! <laughs> Pay attention to me!" <laughs> well, um, that was great, Matt. That was so good. <laughs> Speaking of trampled, shout out to hopeful future friend of the podcast, Dave Simonette. Uh, on vocal rest. You're, you're mm. lucky, Ethan. You saw him before he went down. I know. Yep. Got lucky. Did he sound any different? So, um, I thought he sounded fine. There might have been a hint of fatigue, um, but I thought he mostly sounded fine. You know, he's not the most polished singer in the first place, which is, you know, partially the point. Um, so I didn't, I, it wasn't like he was, uh, you know, it wasn't like his voice was, uh, dropping out or rasping or anything like that when we saw him. Um, but I, I feel like I might have thought, I'm trying to remember what my thought process was if I, if I noticed any sort of fatigue, but. No, I, I think the only thing I thought maybe a song or two, he sounded a little breathy. A little breathy. Yeah. I think that's what I'm, yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking like, ah, but his voice is bad. Just, yeah. Um, so like nothing I I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm hmm. Yeah. We both, uh, so for, uh, for everybody, we, Matt and I saw trampled on, on consecutive nights last week. Matt saw him on Saturday. I saw him on Sunday. 
um, in Philadelphia and Burlington, respectively, <clears throat> which was uh, which was awesome. Yeah, I uh, saw him at the Fillmore in Philly with uh, a, a new favorite of mine. Thank you to Ethan, uh, Amigo the Devil. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun. Amigo did a really good job. I like seeing him with his full band. Um, mm-hmm. that was Amigo awesome. also was kind of funny, too. I don't know if it didn't did it near set Ethan, but uh, in his second or third song, he stopped and just kept strumming his chords. And then he like snuck up to the, the microphone and was like, if I ever stop like that, it's either because I'm hiccuping or I've got heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe three songs later, he did it again and he just went hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> he did not do that, but that doesn't surprise me. He's super funny and he's yeah. like pretty um, he's like pretty honest and, and sort of like um, uh, vulnerable kind of on stage. Like he's very open on stage um, and yeah, super funny. So. Yeah, it's awesome. We, say we can sing about bad stuff, but still be good people. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a good show. Yeah. Um, nice. I was secretly hoping he'd play his cover of uh, Before He Cheats, though, but he didn't. Um, yeah. I think with an opener, you're like doing shorter sets like this. They want to do, I might be wrong. I'm sure there's some exceptions, but I think generally, you know, if they've got 45 minutes to play, an opener is going to want to do like all their shit. You know, they yeah. want to. You know, I think he did only seven crowd. Eight songs. Yeah, which forty-five minutes goes by quick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. still yep. awesome to see him though. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't know when my next concert is. It might be, might be a little while, uh, or maybe, maybe two weeks from now. We'll see. I might see a band called the Clerks. We'll see. The who? The Clerks? The Clerks? Oh, the Clerks. Um, they're like a, um. Like think of like a regional flavor or like a regional potato chip. Like you know, the Clark's are to Pittsburgh as like Hoffman's is to Syracuse. Like mm. everybody in Pittsburgh loves them, mm. um, and they go nuts for them. I I went and saw. I've seen them in Pittsburgh twice at like an outdoor amphitheater, and the place was sold out. Um, so you know they in Pittsburgh they sell out a thirty thousand seat outdoor amphitheater, and then they go to Cleveland and they play the Grock Shop. <laughs> And Holy like, shit. Oh man, like I could like I could touch Scott right now. He's right here. Oh shit. Like so um but wow. still they sell at the grog shop too. It's not like it's but it's you know it's tiny compared to what they'd have in Cleveland or in Pittsburgh. So um they're playing in Hershey. I just don't know if I want to drive an hour to see them or not, but it's been a while and they've got nice uh uh unapologetically, you know, friendly pop rock type stuff that's like with a Pittsburgh slant and it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What are we, uh, what are we drinking tonight? Kyle, you start. Okay. Matthew. Brother Tim hooks me up with Sycamore rising hope. Uh, it is a white peach hazy IPA 6.5. Elk, I was telling Matt before you hopped on, Ethan, like, I don't know if I've ever had a hazy that is this fruity. And I'm not saying it is a bad thing. It's just different, but it's good. I like it. It's um, Matt pointed out it's a collab um, benefiting pediatric cancer. Oh, uh, so <clears throat> that's cool. That's a, yeah, that's a nice little bonus. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Ethan, Matthew? what's in your mug? No. Um, just wine. I, I wasn't in the mood for beer and I don't have any super nice beers at the moment. Just, uh, he's in some... his wine turtleneck. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Drinking wine, sitting in my that. turtleneck. The fireplace is right over here behind me, you know, oh, after this, you know, yo, yo, I, I have, um, I have an update on our conversation from last week after Matt goes. So remind me. Okay. okay. <laughs> fireplace centric updates. <laughs> um, I've got a beer called Due North from Vitamin C Brewing. Um, C spelled S-E-A. Um, they're outside of Boston. They, they're they a brewery I've wanted to go to for a long time. They're kind of up and coming in the hazy IPA game, although um, two years delayed because of COVID. I mean, they've been around for a little while, but um, yeah, it, it's pretty good. I'd say nothing like a treehouse, but it's it's solid. Okay. Three of their beers showed up at our um, 
at my local store today. So I stopped by and picked them up on my home. And this is uh, this is only two weeks old. So I'll, I'll say that's pretty good to get all the way down from Boston to Philly. Um, so I'm happy to, to give them a try. And uh, I'd say this is this is slightly above average. I'll take it. Yeah. So what would you like on untapped? What's that mean? Like three, uh, five, a four? Oh, okay. That's solid. Nice. And uh, Kyle, what do you, what was the, what you remembered something? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in general, we got a lot of feedback last week uh, about our episode. A friend of the podcast, Devin Conley texted me about something, Ethan, that you said that I don't even remember the context, but he said you were an idiot. And I said, yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) Well, what the fuck is the context? What did I say? (laughs) I don't remember. Uh, Anyway, um, Toddy is definitely all in to uh, sit uh, studio side uh, for the um, the upcoming fireside chat that we're gonna we're gonna have <laughs> uh, with with our whatever we end up doing. So definitely invite anyone that that you two want to uh, to that event. Um, before I get to the one recommendation that we got today, I was interviewing somebody for a position and. I always like one of the the final questions I, I always ask is just like, what are you passionate about outside of work? Like, just try to get to know them a little bit more. And I truly want to know, like, what are you passionate about? Like, not just I like to, you know, I, I don't know. I want I want to know passion versus enjoyment. And um, this particular woman answered the question correctly um, by talking about wine. Um, she's certified like she's certified in wine um, and different things like that. And so I was like, I told her, I was like, Hey, I have this little silly podcast. And just last week we were talking about potentially switching it up. We usually drink beer, um, but we were thinking about doing either wine or liquor. And, um, and she's like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of really good uh, red wine options. I can send you some things. So we have a certified wine person I don't know what the sommelier, sommelier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> who, uh, if we, if we need recommendations, I can uh, potentially reach back out <laughs> to this person to <laughs> get nice. um, the one recommendation though, that we got, let me pull it up here. It came from friend of the podcast, Lorraine Pascarella. Uh, she said that we should do bourbon barreled red wine. Kind of combining oh. what we were talking about uh, in terms of doing a red wine, maybe, and then we were talking about bourbon. We would do that. So I would have to look up. There's, some out there. there's, there's a couple couple bigger brands and a couple smaller brands that do it. It's a good suggestion. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Right. I, I, I got some listener feedback as well. I was told I was too negative last week. That if, if you guys said something was green, I would say it, would, it was blue. You were too negative, <laughs> yeah, really? You know, or very disagreeable, maybe. Is oh, he definitely was disagreable. I was yeah, listening back to the to podcast. <laughs> he, he was poking the bear the entire episode. Well, you know, the valid dick. Job. That's where the dick comes from, invalid dick. I'm the star, straw that stirs the drink. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, is, Reggie. Well, it was October. Um, I got some feedback, too, from Jeremy, and the feedback was that me and Matt are too loud. <laughs> oh okay well so oh, jeremy i can i can do that i can adjust the microphone down a little bit i can't adjust i'm just gonna be yelling all the time yeah you can't adjust i can't i can't control it i can't but then it'll be too soft he gave me shit about being too soft a few weeks ago and now i'm too loud you know <laughs> pick a fucking lane what is this i mean for him to say we're too loud he is the front man for a metal band mm. that's um, true so we Rich must be really loud. Jeremy. We must be really loud. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like on a serious note, does like does he, does he wear your protection, Jeremy? Do you wear your protection? I don't think that do, he does. Do it's probably like tinnitus. He, like he probably should. So I mean, he I hasn't. On on the other side, with just the monitor, maybe it's not too loud. I don't know. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think ear stuff has started getting to him when I was his age. It hadn't, but it's starting to get to me now. Um, so. Chances are, if he has not been using ear protection on on any of these shows, that it, you know it will, you know the ears will uh, there will be issues down the line. For me, for me, it's um thankfully it's 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 only very occasionally. It's this really weird thing. I don't think I told you guys about it. Um, the best way I can describe it is like hearing double. 
So like what I'll hear is, <clears throat> and it usually is just in one ear and it lasts for like a few minutes and then it's done. But if you're speaking, I'll hear your voice at like one pitch and I'll also hear it at just a slightly different pitch, really, really close, but not quite enough where it sounds like really grating. Or if I listen to music, it's like, imagine, uh, imagine I'm listening to, to a note, the, a, a G I hear the G, but I also hear like a G sharp, right? A note, a note that's just a half step away for those who don't know. That's really close and really ugly sounding if you play them together. And it's like kind of, it's not painful in terms of actual pain, but it, it's like super, super annoying and, um, and frustrating. Um, and that has started to happen occasionally. So, uh, the moral of the story for people is yes, be smart about, about your protection. I definitely was not. And I don't know if Jeremy is, it's a good question. Well, and to loop, loop back, um, I did post up in my, my favorite spot at the trampled show, which was right to the left of the sound booth. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I will say it was excellent. It sounded great. Um, yeah, that's not, pretty much not, where we not were really as good as, you know, Red Rocks, but it sounded great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback, huh? People love us. People are still listening. That's right. Our we have like seven listeners, but they are they are very loyal and, and devoted and consistent. So hey, there's something to be said about that. I know there really is. No, I'm I'm actually not even I'm not even mocking. I think yeah, it's, let's it's get, very let's nice. Get these listeners on, you know, Devin. Yeah, if they want Lorraine, to, yeah. So yeah, whoever Lorraine, you got you got, you know, you got that those kids out there, the kiddo thing, but you know, get on here. <laughs> get on here, bring them on. Bring them all on. Get a Lou on here too. A family episode. A G a G rated episode of the podcast. Then we would lose all of our listeners, I think. <laughs> I come for the swearing. Yeah. That's why. Exactly. Swearing on the Ethan rants. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh what else we got on the docket tonight? Free agency? Whatever, whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, what has been going? I mean, can can uh, can one of you? I don't know if I, either one of you have just had the time to kind of digest uh, what's what's happened um, since election day yesterday. Um, I I I kind of know uh, some of the things, and there's still some things that need to happen. Um, there's going to be a pretty important runoff in Georgia, um, you know, and things like that, but it seems like it wasn't a crazy red wave. Like the MAGA people were predicting. Um, I was thinking that a few months ago, I was certain. Yeah. So I think, I mean, we'll continue and then I'll, I'll comment. Yeah, I think there's um, you know, Lauren, Lauren Bobert, who is probably the worst of the the worst of the Trump supporters out there. Um, as of last she's, check, she's still losing. It was when I saw it, like, it was only by like seven. Yeah. Yeah. Sixty two votes or something like so that. So it's but crazy close. Of the, the voting is in. And um, so, but it could go either to, way. According to reports, the remaining votes favor uh, Frisch. Um, it don't favor Bobert, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that that's a big one. Carrie Lake is also still losing uh, the governor race in uh, Arizona, but that's only got like sixty-seven percent of the voting mm -hmm. in. Okay. Um, so that one's going to take a little while, I think. Um, we lost. Uh, uh, um, Cherry Beasley lost to fucking Ted Bud um, in North Carolina here. Um, and I actually saw something really interesting, even though the the woman who replaced Como, I can't remember what her name is, as governor in New York. Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul. Um, apparently Como, uh, the people people he had brought on or endorsed like in the past or whatever, <clears throat> they all lost. Uh, and so there was a big Republican flip in, in the state of New York, like in that particular part of, of the state, I think, like um, – whatever they call the the city in Long Island part of the state. Um, and apparently he, he did like some shitty job with the, the districting stuff when he was in office and that fucked over uh, Democrats, this, this election. So that was, that was kind of interesting to read. And hmm. not that I'm, not that I'm one of these people that's just like vote blue down, down the line or uh, whatever, but um, 
I, yeah, it's uh, Michigan flipped. Um, they have a they have a all Democratic for the first time since like 1983 or something. Wow. Like that. Um, so definitely, definitely some upsets and some crazy things that happened. Beto, Beto got got beat again in um, in Texas. Beto, Beto, yeah, Beto uh, <laughs> in Texas. I'm gonna um, start calling him Beto now. Yeah, Beto uh, o, o Rarek. Yeah, and uh, and and DeSantis won pretty big in Florida, which kind of begs the question: is is he the legitimate front runner for uh, the Republican Party in 2024? Uh, for president, um, especially if they want to pull away from the MAGA peeps. Um, no, no, oh, he is a, he's yeah, a that's the thing. MAGA disciple. He's like the prodigal son. But did you guys see Trump made a comment at one of his rallies about how he doesn't think DeSantis runs? And if and he, if, if DeSantis runs, Trump was saying that he thinks it would be uh, it would not be good for him and that um trump would say some uh some things that are probably not very flattering about him and then trump also said i know him better than anybody probably except for his wife who basically runs his campaign so uh classic classic Uh, i just just the fact that he's like oh i know him better than anybody like do you think that they have had more than like 10 conversations in their entire fucking lives like i don't know i didn't i i thought they were i thought they did not like each other um I don't know why I thought that, but they don't they don't like each other now because Trump sees him as a threat. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. so what I what I had thought was accurate then. Okay. S- somewhat accurate, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what people are talking about. They're imagine they're thinking that there's going to be a big showdown between those two in in 2024. So we'll yeah. see. And uh, Biden actually had a, a compressor today, uh, and he said that the final decision hasn't been made yet they're leaning toward him running again but that final decision will come early next year do we really want like an 82 year old starting starting a new term as a fucking I'm not, president i'm not here to say yes or no at all, I'm, just, I'm just giving the news to the people yeah all right <laughs> i mean who who else elizabeth warren She's old too. Yeah, but at least at least she's she's not fucking eighty two, and she's like very vigorously active in the Senate and has been for her whole Senate career. She's, probably, she's, she's hip with the youths. Too liberal. She's hip with the youths. Uh, she might be, Kyle. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Um, I think if yeah, I think if I have no clue. At, at least on the on the conservative side, I think if this election taught us anything, is that like those extremists they they get pretty loud and they can do some scary things but for the overwhelming majority they they wanted somebody a little bit more moderate uh you know even on that that conservative side um which which yeah. was at least surprising to me cuz i just and this is just me being ignorant i guess i just assume every republican is a maga and like maga is, is still kind of a smaller you know sector of americans obviously but um, there are, there are good Republicans out there, just like there <clears throat> are good Democrats and bad Democrats and too extreme of Democrats. And, yeah. Know. Well, it'll be interesting what you're talking about, you know, in terms of this m- moderate centrist, all that, because in 2024, I mean, I don't actually know what the numbers are. I would like, to, it would be interesting to look this up, but I mean, every election we go through for the next, for the rest of our lives, or at least for the next couple decades, the, the proportion of the voting block is going to be changing significantly. Like millennials and Gen Z are going to become the, yeah. the most populous generation. Baby boomers are going to die out, right? Um, and what we are seeing, at least from this election, AOC actually posted about it. I think it was AOC where I saw it. Like uh, millennials and Gen Z were voting like 63% Democrat, like 36% Republican. So if that continues when they become the dominant voting block, then, you know, some of like, uh, say, Elizabeth Warren's positions that maybe some people would find is too liberal. Maybe that doesn't matter anymore if if there's enough millennials and Gen Z people voting and showing up. So I don't know. I have no idea. Right. It'll just be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I was even talking to that's a really good point. I was talking to Toddy this morning and I was like, I mean, just the the white population is going to keep declining. That too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, as, as the years go on. So. 
I think there will be pretty, pretty significant changes if, if we're fortunate, you know, all three of us to, to live a long, long and healthy life. Uh, we'll, we'll see some changes just based on, um, you know, some of those demographics that you mentioned, Ethan. Yeah. Makes me want to channel my inner South Park. For those of you who have seen their most recent couple of seasons, the whites have been here all the time. Like the whites <laughs> are still here. <laughs> great, great political commentary on white people (laughs) as as always done with south park sometimes um deftly with a night a nice lut or a nice light touch sometimes with a sledgehammer yeah i was gonna say a lot of times with a sledgehammer yeah Yeah. um but yeah yep well that was that was a good rundown cal oh and matt i am so glad your state pulled out the the right um senate choice and yeah dr oz back to new jersey and governor i wasn't i wasn't too concerned about that um actually even when he pulled up close just based on what i've been seeing and hearing here okay um you know uh yeah and and mainly it's been (laughs) attack ads but i mean if, if you guys get a chance watch the the Fetterman campaign ad with Dr. Nick comparing Dr. Nick to Dr. Oz, Dr. Nick from the Simpsons. It is probably one of the best political. It is, it is the best political ad I've ever seen. Oh my God. Okay. Definitely um, have to watch that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Fetterman's campaign did a very good job. I think both trying to connect. I mean, he, his, his whole thing was every County, every vote. So he, he made, he was trying to make it everywhere in the state, but also really, um, I mean, Oz ran a terrible campaign, and every time he fucked up, Fetterman seemed to have something ready to go right away, whether it was the crudite uh, stuff, whether it was, um, you know, Dr. Oz saying in an interview that Fetterman's campaign is giving the middle finger to the man, and, like, within, within like, five minutes, Fetterman had that up as his new slogan, like, giving the middle finger to the man. <laughs> like, you're not supposed to give your, your opponent these these catchphrases so you got to see the closer and closer we got to the election the more and more junk spam text messages i got that were trying to dissuade me from voting for fetterman which uh sorry i had already voted um and number two the the what was kind of alarming to me is the tone of a lot of the ads you'd see around here whether it was on youtube or on tv but like um you know Fetterman helping murderers murder again. Like, oh yeah, Jesus and just Christ! Showing stock footage of guys with you know Uzis shooting up a street. Like, yep. wow. Like that's what you're gonna devolve to. Um, yeah, holy fuck! It's that scary. Was Bud's approach too. Really? Yep. Jesus that's, Christ! I mean, that, and that's that's why I don't I don't I don't even I don't even know how far to the right Ted Bud actually sits, but like when you see those type of things, that's just what is what makes me always think that every Republican is as extreme as MAGA is because like all they do is talk about murder and uh, voter, um, you know, try, trying to take away voter rights and, you know, all the, all these like terrible things <laughs> like abortion, you know, and yeah. I, I just, I just don't get it. But um, I mean, all I can say is look at the FBI violent crime, FBI violent crime statistics for the past 50 years. Um, with the exception of a couple of the last couple of years where we see a small uptick. I mean, it's been a trend down since the seventies. Like um, you're safer in this country than you ever, like boomers, you're safer in this country than you've been since you've been alive. Um, <laughs> yeah. The boomers, um, the boomers want the FBI <clears throat> abolished. Yeah. Well, the FBI you know, lied to us. Uh, Yes, there there needs to be improvements on bail reform, but um, no, we're not letting murderers out of jail so they can murder again. Um, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, and, and, and I, I try and be um, in tune with it. I've got I've got family and law enforcement in New York State, and I you know I I, I can sympathy. You know, I I try and empathize with what he feels, what they feel. Um, and and there are instances where you look at it and go, what the hell are you thinking? You know, the the especially with the New York State uh, version of bail reform, um, I feel like it was a poorly ex- poorly executed uh, 
attempt at bail reform. And that's going to unfortunately set back that, that movement for quite a while in the state. Um, and, and for those of you who, you know, I guess if you really, really want to get, get some more information on bail reform, watch John Oliver did two segments on it. But the gist is uh, a lot of times you have people either sitting in jail because they can't afford cash bail or pleading guilty to crimes that they're not actually guilty of just so they can get out of jail on time served. Uh, and that's a miscarriage of justice. You shouldn't be convicted of a crime, you know, or pleading guilty to a crime just because you can't afford cash bail uh, and you need to get out. And, and for a lot of cases, this is fam people with families um, who, or people who are, you know, living right on the edge of, um, you know, financial solvency and, and missing a day by, cause it, because they sit in jail, uh, it's going to cost them their job. It's going to cost them, you know, a critical facet of their life and, and a, to someone who can't afford to lose a day's wages or to lose a day to, to lose their job. So um, you got these people that are faced with the choice of, well, I, I can plead guilty, get that felony on my record, but go home today, or I can sit in jail and hopefully try and get justice for myself. And there's some pretty severe miscarriages of justice out there, people waiting. Um, the, the famous story is of a, a young teenager who sat in Rikers for three or four years over stealing a backpack that it was not even him. And he sat in Rikers for four years and he couldn't get, couldn't get justice. And it, it screwed him up. And, and tragically, John Oliver goes over it because they brought it up again recently on, a, on a, another episode. Uh, he killed himself. Um, I read about that. And you look at that and you go, where's, where's the justice there? It's over a backpack that he was, he was wrongly accused of. He was not anywhere near where this crime took place, but he was arrested for it, thrown in jail. And then it took forever for him to actually get to even his trial. And he wasn't, you know, refusing to plead guilty to that theft. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll just cap off the, the politics thing by saying no matter what happens in this Bobert race, the next time somebody says to you, my vote doesn't matter, show them the razor thin margin that one of them wins by. So whether you're a supporter of Bobert or not, the people of Colorado came out to vote and somebody is going to win by maybe hundreds of votes. And like that, that makes a difference, a mm. significant difference. So I don't want to ever hear again about how my vote doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. Like, figure it out, people. <laughs> it's 2022. Like, figure it out. Another another letter, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> figure it, figure out. it out. That's what I said. Figure, figure it, it out. out. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who's no, got a friend right. who voted in that district. Fuck yeah. Congratulations. Do you really, Matt? You know somebody in that district? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a good friend who lives in Vail. No shit. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I bring, I should bring them on the podcast too. Yeah. Yeah. Good call though, Kyle. Yeah. I like it. 98% of the vote in and it is still 50, 50, but that like 60 something vote lead right now. Yeah. yeah pretty nuts. Crazy. Yep. So well, uh, should we talk about something lighthearted before uh, we go? Well, I was going to ask Matt about <clears throat> um, this certain football team. Oh. <laughs> yep burn it to the ground <laughs> I, I i i only watched like the end of the game because they you know kept putting it on uh red zone and that's what tim had on i mean rogers just looks like he's throwing a dart and he's like blindfolded like it still comes out of his hand nice he's, he still throws the ball really well but he's thrown into like triple coverage <laughs> every single time and i'm like is it the receivers? Are they running bad routes or like what, what is going on? Cause it, it looks, it looks completely different than like what Brady seems to be going through. Like Brady seems to actually be breaking down where it's like Rogers just either is making bad decisions or just is not on the same page with his receivers. So, well, something well like wait, that. so Brady's got one of the best receiving cores in the league, even with the injuries. Um, so I will say that I think makes a difference. Um, you know what? The only the only first round pick Aaron Rodgers run a touchdown to is Mercedes Lewis because he never gets but, the but offensive he, assets he needs. So he's. But got, is that because is that because they're paying Rodgers like three fourths of the salary cap? 
not three fourths of the salary cap, but uh, I mean that's that's just this year. I'm I'm talking throughout his whole career. He's oh, that's he's, his whole career. He's only yeah. He's yeah. Had, he has like three touchdowns passes to a number one pick to a first round Mercedes pick. Lewis, and yeah. he got Mercedes Lewis when he was Mercedes was like thirty six. So you're saying Brian Cashman should be the GM of the Green Bay Packers? I'm saying Brian Gutenkunst or whatever his name is is starting to look like he's making some fairly questionable decisions. Is his first name actually Brian? Yeah, his name's Brian. Oh, uh, funny. Um, <laughs> no, I honestly uh, I haven't watched any like I the last time I watched part of a Packers game was the. Uh, Tampa Bay game. Like, it's just, yeah. He's off the bandwagon. Yeah. Join the Giants bandwagon. No. <laughs> the Bills bandwagon? Nah. <clears throat> the Jets I'm, beat the Bills last I'm, week. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, insane, I'm going yeah. all in for the World Cup. When it, It's coming out, right? The World Cup? A couple weeks, week or two. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, th- I was like, it's either later this year or early next year. So yeah, wow, coming up real quick. Well, there we go. We'll have something to talk about. I'm I'm rewatching Ted Lasso right now, so I'm getting. Oh, back. nice. Yeah, I watched I'm, the I'm dart scene last the, night just because I wanted to feel come. good. What did you say, Matt? Watched, I watched the dart scene from Ted Lasso. Oh, the dart scene. Yes, yeah. yes. I wanted to feel happy. Yeah, it made me feel happy. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched episode two and um, Rebecca's like freaking out because she can't figure out the biscuits <laughs> where they're from. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> just like you, you forget so many of the little things. But yeah, such a, such a great series. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> we've, we've had a lot of success with apple tv shows um ted lasso acapulco that's got new episodes right now that that is hilarious um how do you what's it called acapulco is there is there an l puco yeah acapulco that's what i said acapulco Uh, okay i can't hear the l okay all right right. it sounds like you're saying acapulco (laughs) <laughs> See, I didn't hear poop. I heard just puko. I I heard like Acapulco. No. Which sounds fun. Acapulco. Yeah. Is, isn't that uh, like a place in Mexico or something? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Very trashy place, uh, according to our nanny Karen, uh, who's from Mexico. Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh it's about a resort uh on in uh in that in that city. Um and it's about a guy who's rich now uh telling his nephew about how he got to be rich. Um, and he comes from like a, a really poor background and and everything. Um, there's a lot of Spanish in it too. There's subtitles for for folks who don't want to learn Spanish, but um, it's it's hilarious. That one's really good. Severance was was awesome. You guys should watch that. Use my use my account to watch that. Um, scary but really good. What else was on Apple TV? I mean, Stella loves it for Stillwater. Uh, all the Charlie Brown peanuts stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I feel like there was another really great Apple TV show, but just for, for the three that I mentioned alone, I was like, it's, it's worth Don't it. They have like, they had that morning show one. Mm-hmm. They had something with Tom Hanks doing something. Yep. Morning show. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Uh, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Man, I, don't know. I can't think. Borrow a phrase from our favorite politician. We're really low energy tonight. This is, this is not. <laughs> yeah, this is not. This is not a good one. I, I was going to mention. I so I uh, I ran on the treadmill today, in a shock of all yes. shocks. Uh, I'm trying to be better about my health. Uh, we'll see if it lasts. But How you know, you I just jogged for like a half an hour while I watched a Bob's Burgers on my computer. How far did you run? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I didn't actually see. So, but I got my heart rate going. It was exercise. 
you know, getting some cardio in there. But then, and this is what used to happen to me, Colin, that summer we lived together when, when we ran, like, I don't feel more energy afterwards. I like, feel like I'm stoned almost, but it's not fun. It's just like, I'm just like low energy. I'm, I'm just like, I'm just like, eh, I'm just like super, super chill, um, which is kind of nice, you know, but. Find another way to get your heart rate up. Yeah. But this is, I don't know. I like this. I like the idea of just being able to hop on the treadmill, throw on, you know, a half an hour comedy run. And then boom, I did, I did some good exercise. Okay. Well, did you run for half an hour or did you run for 23 minutes? Well, commercials because Bob's Burgers is on Hulu. So, uh, okay. so it was pretty much a half an hour. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good question. But that's why I'm low energy. I don't know what your fuckers, uh, what your excuses are, but, uh, that's, that's my excuse. My, I'm going to go with, I got super boosted today. So I'm going to say it's the vaccine. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. So now, now I'm bivalently protected, even though I, I think I already got Omicron, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. And Colin, you have a small, you have a small child with another one on the way. So that can always be your excuse. Yeah, I, I could use that. I mean, it is, it is officially <clears throat> the off season. We have not even talked about that, that cheating team that. Yeah, that's true. Won yeah. in the world series. I'm happy for Dusty Baker and Dusty Baker only. I'm yeah, I'm exactly. I'm not even happy about it anymore. Like now that it happened, I'm just like, fuck it. I don't want Dusty Baker to come close to ever winning another World Series as long as he is managing those Astros. <laughs> I'm so over it. Yeah. I, I'm happy for him, though. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That one's enough. He got his ring, and now as long as he stays to the Astros, yeah, no. But he got his ring, and I think that's good. Because, you know, Joe Paz has written a bunch about this. I'm sure you've read it, Kyle. Like, Dusty Baker has had, like, a really weird managerial career. Like, he has his teams have done really, really well, like, everywhere. And he'll still like get fired after after having really good seasons um, and just bad luck in the playoffs. I mean, well, bad luck, right? Obviously, his decision making is part of it in like, you know, the O2 World Series and stuff like that. But, um, you know, somebody like that who like has seen so much history uh, in the game and and seems to be pretty well beloved um, to, to, to kind of have had this weird managerial career. It's, it's nice to see him get a ring. But yeah, now he got his ring. Get so, his ring as a manager. He's got a yeah, as a manager. Too. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. So. He, there was some some stat that he went the longest between winning one as a player to winning one as a as a manager in baseball history. Oh wow. Okay. That's cool. I don't know if it was in games played, if it was in years. Uh he won it against the Yankees in, in eighty one uh with the Dodgers. He was a, he was a player on that team. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean, I I know free agency technically starts tomorrow. I don't anticipate the judge stuff is going to happen maybe even this year. I don't think it'll drag out like Harper did, but I mean, we might be waiting until January be um, interesting. to to discuss that one, but Jacob DeGrom, you know, Verlander, um I, I saw a chart. Uh, I wish I screenshot it. Uh Three, all three sports writers in the chart predict the judge to the Giants. Oh yeah, I saw that too. I think I think I might I might have seen the same thing as you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. There's also Correa and Trey Turner. There's uh there's there's some pretty good ones out there. But yeah, I actually was going to ask you guys, what do you think the chances are that Judge uh, resigns with the Yanks? Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. Yeah, I I would I would probably agree there about that right now uh i read that cashman said he has not heard from the yankee camp that they will for from judges camp that they will get an opportunity to match like or or make the last Ooh. offer um that's what cashman said at the winter meetings either oh, wow. okay. day or yesterday i mean yeah. they don't they don't judges camp doesn't know him jack squat so yeah, and I would be. Uh, yeah. I'd be still fuming over the stunt they pulled on opening day. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we talked about last week, whether it was whether you think it was right or wrong, it was it was probably the right move uh, to to make the offer that they did. It was probably a fifty fifty call on leaking it, um, but well, they I didn't leak they, it. They announced it at a press conference. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 That was that was not a leak. That was a it was a calculated 
yeah well we did pr move yeah so that part was then then probably wrong but the offer itself was not wrong and judge even said today uh i just saw it about 20 minutes before we hopped on i think it was on mlb network and he was like there were a lot of times this year where i was like did i make the wrong decision (laughs) you know and uh you know, obviously friends and family were like, no, it worked out, buddy. You're, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's, it's, we, I think we just forget sometimes that he's just, I mean, he's a giant and he's great at baseball. So he's not just like us, but in terms of being a human being, he is just another human being, you know? Um, And it's, it's hard to make decisions like this and I want the best for him. I don't, I don't necessarily know that being with the Yankees is the best for the Yankees or for Aaron judge, honestly. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I, I just, I just think that window has kind of closed. Unfortunately, that baby bomber era. Yeah. Did, did either of you watch 30 rock? Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay. Every time we talk about leaking it. Okay. Now this is a very, this is a very specific reference. I don't know if you guys remember this. You remember Will Arnett, obviously, who plays Jack's nemesis, right? Alec Baldwin's nemesis. And there's one time where, like, his character, Devin, Will Arnett, pulled some stunt, right, and leaked some some sensitive info. And he's, like, talking to Jack about it, to Alec Baldwin. And he's like, oh, did somebody weak it? Like, mocking him, right? And then and then Alec Baldwin, Jack is like, you did it. You weaked it. Like, really, <laughs> like, really angrily and, like, really seriously. So every time we talk about, like, leaking anything, I just think of, like, you did. You weaked it. <laughs> so that's what goes on in my head this whole time. I'm surprised Alec Baldwin has not been on Spartless yet. I, um, it was, it's it's probably because of the the gun on uh, what thing. now? Smartless. What's that? You you've never heard of Smartless? I don't think I have. Matt, you oh. haven't either. Okay, good. I I was almost about to feel like a huge idiot. Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes have a podcast. Oh, you told us about it. I think I didn't know that that was its name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder. Yeah. Maybe that is it. Yeah. Maybe, wow. maybe they're maybe they're not actually friends. I, I don't know. Yeah. No. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I yeah. I think Alec is probably laying pretty low. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, and I, as an actor, like, aren't you just taking your props and doing it? Like, it's. Yeah, but didn't didn't he like wasn't wasn't he not owning it? It's not the right word, but he was the producer. It? He was funny. Yeah. 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 And it's a gun still. You right. never assume, even if it's a prop, it's it's still got So does like, but do you think every actor, like before they start shooting a scene, like they take their gun and they do like a practice shot somewhere? Well, not a practice shot, but you're supposed to check it. Okay. So that's what they were saying that the, the the protocols weren't followed. Whether it was Alec not doing it or someone else not the, the armorer not doing okay, it. Okay, somebody didn't. Someone follow the should protocol. have checked it. Someone should have opened it and made sure that hey, these are blanks because it's still gunpowder. It still goes boom. There's still energy in there. So right. yeah, the big questions are how did how did the the bullets how did live rounds get on the set? Yeah, and then why was it not checked? Where did the procedure break down? Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously they could just not ask him about that if they on the on the podcast, but. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Anyways. All right, Man, this has been a downer tonight, gentlemen. Low energy political naysaying. You know, you know what? From the dude, Yankees. That this. This uh, I was form <laughs> and uh, Alec Baldwin blasting. I can't think of an alliteration. Baldwin blasting blanks, but they're not blanks. <laughs> bullets, blank, blank. Yeah, bullets. Yeah. I I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago. I was like, I should just start titling our episodes with like what's trending, so that <laughs> I show up. Yeah. <laughs> So since there was nothing that like really stands out about this episode, like last week when we had, you should be on your knees thanking Christ. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just going to like find something with Lauren Bobert. And- oh, no, I was going to say like, 
the guys discuss all ten, all top ten uh, Billboard hits from Taylor Swift or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mid- midnight with Taylor Swift. Here's <laughs> as much as I know about Taylor Swift's new album. It's me, and that's it. <laughs> that's what I know about her new album. Mm, it's so more than I one, know. What? Yeah, me too. M- more than I know, but that's that's cool. It's like one of the songs. That's about oh, that's her. what I figured. Yeah, you did a really good rendition of it, man. Oh yeah, it really yeah. good. Off yeah. pitch and everything. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Any shout outs before we go? Uh, just a brother, Jeremy, for hosting me in Burlington this weekend and showing me around uh, higher ground, his club, and. Um, getting to see some behind the scenes stuff is was, was really cool did you get any like behind the scenes meeting like did your uh, brother pull the badass car to be like hey dave simonette here's mm-hmm. my brother ethan he plays banjo too no, no. Dave, banjo dave sorry yeah no no jeremy's super professional about all that stuff he oh, didn't I he didn't, I, I, yeah I, I know i know he didn't want to do any of that but what was cool is we did go out back after the show when everybody was just like hanging out having their like post-show cigarettes and chatting and stuff so I was like standing there with Jeremy and one of his friends and the guys from Trampled and from Amigos Band were all like 10, 15 feet away from me, just chilling. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, nothing, no, nothing beyond no, that. And, and, which, and Jeremy, which I, think clear, I, I know you're a professional about that. And I know it's like <laughs> it's like the clubhouse attendant never asking for a uh, an autograph, you know, until their last day on the job or something. You know, I, I, I got you. I got you, Jeremy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're in the business too. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah, that's uh, that's my shout out. I got the podcast here. I was hoping he'd give you guys a shout out, but he's being pretty quiet. Come on, Boris. Meow. Nothing. Ooh, just heard his shoulder pop. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Uh-oh. him, <laughs> let him go. Sorry. Yeah, he's him. old. You got to be careful with him now. He's fucking geriatric at this point. Yeah, this time next week we'll have uh, I'll have taken him to the vet. He'll have getting he'll get his old guy checkup. I've got to I've got to start executing my operation. Get Boris into his cat carrier. Oh boy! Yeah, see, see what you do is you put the cat carrier in the in the bathroom in the shower, mm-hmm. and you close the curtain. And then in the morning, when he's all lovey dovey, like ah, oh, give me some inches, wake up. You scoop him up. You take him to the bathroom and you shut the door. And it's like all right. The only way you're leaving this bathroom, Boris, is in that cat carrier. <laughs> so we can't like, run off and hide somewhere. Wow, you've got it down to a fucking art now. Well, seriously, you, you only need to chase your cat around your apartment once before you realize that you got to have some sort of plan. <laughs> so uh, uh, I like it. Yeah. Luckily, this time the vet's only three minutes away. He does I mean, not I feel- like car rides. This is what I think this is what the people come for. You, you you saved the episode, Matt. This is what they come for. They want tips about how to fucking corral their cats when they need to take them to a vet. You know, so. I'm, I'm, I'm full of them. You know, yeah, you, you really gotta, good. you gotta, you gotta think these things through. It's a, it's the sneak attack ambush. <laughs> oh, and, and put some towels in the bottom of the cat carrier. Cause it's either comfortable for him or he's going to poop on him. So one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> usually nice. he poops on him spoiler alert <laughs> usually he poops on him i mean that's a pretty good title for the episode yeah. i like it usually he poops <laughs> all right boys we did it our best episode ever yes we, we are not going to a championship game we are still ranked and going to New Year's Six Bowl. You hope. I do. <laughs>